Remember how in last week's episode we beeped all the fun stuff that we didn't want people to know that we did? It was two episodes ago, but yeah. Guess who knows what we did? The people in Nashville! Nashville. The people who came to our live show in Nashville know what we did, you guys. Come to the live shows. You never know what's going to (laughs) happen! Hi, Ellen Marsh. Oh, hi, Patricia. You guys, we're not joking. We told the people of Nashville at the live show, we're like, this is coming out in this week's episode. Yep. It's going to be beeped, and you're going to be the only ones to know. And those damn bitches that steal traps. <laughs> I, I got to hand it to them. Not one of them has no. spilled libeams. And listen, if you want to know our secrets, come see us on tour. We're going to D.C., Philly, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Denver. Good for you. Not necessarily in that order. No, girl. look it up. What, <laughs> what are we, an encyclopedia? Look it up. Some of the shows are selling out. I believe Seattle is sold out, you guys. So get your tickets. And LA is almost sold out. Yeah, you gotta be fully vaccinated. You gotta wear a mask during the show. And no complaining about that, you guys. The people of Nashville where it's hot, they wore the masks and not a complaint out of them. Nobody's complaining. Why are you preemptively yelling at them? They're lovely people. No, I just want people to come to our live shows. There is a way to go out in the world right now and do it safely. We have figured it out, I promise you. I'm just saying the good people of Nashville understood the assignment and we (laughs) love them for it. So, you guys, also, if you want more Ellen and me, join us on the Patreon. You get three full ad free bonus episodes to download and binge every week. What's the show that we did? Whatever. It's called The Evil Lives Here. Evil Lives Here. And let me just tell you, let me just say here, now I've said it on social media, Sure. but y'all some dark motherfuckers (laughs) because you voted on that show and just the intro credits give me the heebie-jeebies. I know. Can we say heebie-jeebies? The heebie-jeebies? Is that a bad word? I think we can say it. Okay. Tell me one funny thing that happened to you this week. No. (laughs) No, because then you're going to tell people and everyone will know. I will say I misjudged this dress that I am currently wearing because I walked out and I thought, I can handle not wearing a bra with this dress. Turns out I mismeasured. So You guys, she forgot to wear underwear at both live shows in Nashville. She forgot underwear in Nashville, you guys. Yeah, I did. Anything can happen. But today was a conscious decision and I am am here to say I regret that. (laughs) What is a funny thing that happened to you this week, my love? My daughter told me that I work too much and she doesn't see me. She's seven. So let's get this wrapped up so I can go home. To which I said what? (laughs) Does she want to eat? Yeah. Is she hungry? <laughs> Does she like electricity? <laughs> no, I know. We we work hard, but we love. So we're lives. still going. <laughs> Sometimes when I do that really long laugh, that's the cue. I don't I don't follow your social norms. Yeah. And you're not gonna tell me what to do. Okay. <laughs> that's what we're not doing today. Okay, that's what we're not. Well, now Jennifer, now we know what we're not doing yeah. today. I, I will keep talking <laughs> on this microphone. All right, you guys, season five, episode 10. I wrote the title down this week. Ready? Let's say it at the same time. (laughs) One, two, three. Little Little Girl Girl Lost. Lost. I don't like it. Tells the story of the disappearance of Joey Lynn Offit. Joey Lynn Offit, an exhausted mother of three kids, is struggling with her love life. I don't think that she found somebody that could understand her. She and her on and off again boyfriend try forming a family. We've talked a lot about our relationship and what needed to be worked out. But arguments continue, and Joey holds a grudge. She told me whenever she's ready, she'll come to me. Days pass without calls return, and the mystery deepens when tragedy strikes. They said there has been an accident and that a body was found. Still hard to believe. Yeah, so... 
Are we ready? Are we ready guys, for this crazy train? Because I'm starting off the jump. I'm starting on the preview. You go in one second. I just want to say yeah, every season we get one real weird episode. Yeah. This is the episode. Wait, you think this is weird? I think this is a really weird episode. Okay, I think it's just a crazy case. Yeah. But can I start with my crazy? Please. Your crazy precedes you, girl. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, no, but in the trailer, he says... An exhausted mother of three. <laughs> I'm sorry, Christopher. Oh. Were the demands of labor and delivery and child rearing, did mm-hmm. that make her sleepy? Or what about the endless feedings or the sleepless nights or yeah. the rocking? So yeah, Christopher, she's got three kids and she's fucking exhausted. I love that like in the edit room, Christopher's like, I don't know. She actually sounds kind of lazy. Yeah. I don't I think, know. Yeah. I don't know. And exhausted. But get the fuck out of here, exhausted. Exhausted, mother. Of course, she's exhausted. In the early morning hours of June 3rd, 2007, 33 year old Joey Lynn Offit and her boyfriend Alexis rushed to the hospital in Du Bois, Pennsylvania. It's a happy emergency, though. The couple is about to have a baby, their second child together. She liked the idea of being pregnant and having another child together. Parenting this new baby is a fresh chapter in their turbulent relationship. Well, speaking of, you guys, it's early morning hours of June 3rd, 2007. We learned that 33-year-old Joey Lynn Offit, she's the woman here, and her boyfriend Alexis are rushing to the hospital, to which I said, boyfriend Alexis? Mm-hmm. That's a boy's name? It is. So is La, 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 la. A little bit of Alexis. Do you not know that song? I do, but not uh-huh. the way you're singing la, it. La, 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 A little bit of Alexis. No. Jennifer, can you play the real version of that, please? <laughs> and a little bit of la, 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 la. A little bit of Lexus. La, la, Not even close. I love that. I love that song. Okay, but just because you love it yeah. doesn't mean you need to sing it. Ah, nope. Ah, 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 ah. That's the kind of thing that at a live show would get a big round of applause. Yeah, well, we're just in a teeny tiny box, you and me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, God. She was looking forward to moving forward in our relationship. Their first child is a two-year-old girl, and they each have another child from previous relationships. So together, they are building what they hope will be a large, happy family. We learned that they are very excited to be having their second child together, and then I wrote, though, Things aren't great in their relationship. It's not going great. It's not going great. And they each have a child from previous relationships. Yeah. So they're sitting here painting this picture <laughs> I know of exactly a what growing, you, going. happy family yeah. about, you know, merging, co-parenting. Yeah. Joey's mom. <laughs> no, again, Joey is the woman. Alexis is the man. Yeah. Definitely needs clarification. Yes. <laughs> Joey's mom yeah. is Mama Sherry. You guys. And Mama Sherry's here for a lot of reasons. <laughs> today but in this instance she's here to dispel the myth yeah. that joey was good at relationships or being with men full stop but joey's mother says her daughter's track record with relationships has been rocky joey's looking for acceptance and she was looking for love but when it came to relationships i don't think that she found somebody that could understand her 
Mama Sherry really does call him like she sees him. She's that person that, like, you love, but also you definitely don't want to be on her bad Uh side. Like, Mama Sherry did not purchase tickets to the shit show. No. She will not be attending, and she's got a lot of words for everything. I wrote down, Mama Sherry is here. She does not have a smile to spare. No. You know when they do that thing where they, like, they do the establishing shot where they pan across the person's face? Yes, And normally they'll give a little smile or whatever. Mama Sherry is so... Stone. Yeah. She's fucking stone. She's not here for anything no. you have for her. Can you imagine men in general who tell women to smile, I want to murder? Yeah. Can you imagine how many fucking bodies she has in her backyard of men who have told her to smile? Yeah. She is here and she's got notes yeah. for everyone. <laughs> also, Christopher's got a little bit more shade to throw at Joey. Christopher tells us Joey was naive and fell in love easily. I said, Christopher is savage today. I, he really is. And Mama <laughs> Sherry backs that up and she said Joey wanted love and wanted all the these things, but when it came to relationships, yeah. she said, I don't think she did a very good job. <laughs> Which begs the question, uh-huh. I wonder what my mom would say if given a microphone and half the chance. Yeah, you know what? Your mother is deserving of a bonus episode on the Patreon. Yeah, I feel, yeah. Like. I feel like that's coming. That's we should coming. definitely interview your mother for the Patreon. That would be hilarious. I think that would be really good. When Joey met Alexis in the fall of 2003, Sherry hoped that her daughter's life might get better. I kind of liked him. They seemed to have a good relationship. Joey told me about him, that he was uh, going to college, that uh, he was studying psychology, and a very personable person, easy to talk to. The mom goes like, I kind of liked him. But like the way I wrote it down, she was like, I mean, I kind of liked him. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Mama Sherry's like, the fuck is this? I'm not Willy Wonka. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. (laughs) She's like, I mean, he was fine. He was fine. What do you want? He was fine. I didn't hate him. I didn't like him. He was fine. What do you want from him? And then we meet Alexis. And he says he really liked Joey because she was a good Christian girl. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot to say about that. Go for it. She's a goddamn woman, first of all. Uh That's about it. But I wanted to say that loudly and like it was a lot. Don't call her a good Christian girl. She's a fucking woman. Yeah. Now you're mad that I'm exercising my feminism? Oh, absolutely not. I just love it when you say I have 5,000 things to say and you just say one thing really loud. Yeah. Okay. Um, No, it was a great point. I just thought there were going to be several. You know what I mean? Moving on. Okay. So they moved in quickly together. They had a lot of big plans. They had grandiose dreams of things they were going to do. Joey was going to come go to college at Penn State. Spoiler, none of that ever happened. Joey's short for something? Probably like Jolene. Or like Josephina. Or like Josias. <laughs> but Joey never attended Penn State or managed to hold on to a job, which caused flare-ups between her and Alexis. Alexis didn't have a regular job. Money's tight. Tempers are short. So I think they had their fair share of fights. Joey moved out, but the couple continued to see each other. And in 2005, they had their first child together. Joey doesn't hold down like a regular job. Right. And this is very annoying to Alexis. And money was tight and just things. The mom says money was tight, tempers were short. And I said, everything she says sounds like a tagline for a movie. Yeah, I was like, is that the name of my book? Listen, money was tight, tempers were short. I can empathize. So very soon, Joey moves out of the house with Alexis or the apartment, but they do stay together. And in 2005, they have their first kids. 
So they were just like couldn't live together, which I was like, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. And then we also get this really weird thing. Joey's mother tells us that according to a psychologist, Joey had the mentality of a 14 year old. Right. To which I said, could we get an actual diagnosis, please? That's what I, yeah. It was very confusing because she kept saying mentally handicapped, mentally disabled, but not giving us any diagnosis, any name, other than the fact that they kind of just kept saying she was slower, she didn't process as well. I think there was a lot of mental illness. There seemed to be a lot going on for which Mama Sherry didn't have any names for. I'm like, you talked to a psychologist about it, but you didn't do the thing where you get her the evaluation so we can find out what's actually going on here. And it doesn't make any sense. I would like a proper diagnosis. But then I just have in my notes, oh God, now we learn she's using Alexis's computer to quote, find new friendships online. Oh God. I know. She was feeling isolated and lonely and I think we can all kind of empathize with that feeling. But if we're going from the base that she isn't as socially developed, of course that can be really risky behavior. But I was just wondering, like, do you guys teach in the fall and the spring, of course, and not using your partner's computer to find new friends online at Down Bitch University? Yeah. Is that like a basic requirement? That's in the synopsis of the class. Yeah. It's actually on top, so she must have skipped a page. (laughs) Yeah. Like, tell me the truth. How many nights a week do you have like one of your edibles or like a couple bottles of Chardonnay and stay up looking for trouble on the internet? I mean, all I have to do is go on the Facebook group. There's plenty (laughs) of trouble there and hilarity to ensue. So I basically have like 30,000 best friends. What of it? I don't know. You just seem like you're up to no good on the internet after midnight. Wait, do you know what's so funny? I finally allowed Lola to have a TikTok and she got taken down for community guidelines. <laughs> because she was she was trolling Trump supporters on TikTok. She's 11? She's 12? <laughs> She's 12 and she's already in TikTok, Joe. You're doing great. You're doing yeah, great. I know. So, oh, poor Joey. So it turns out that she You guys, oh my God, you guys. This is something that I would absolutely have ab- fallen victim for myself. Absolutely. This certainly would have happened to me. And my mother would have said the same thing, by the way. We're getting there. We're getting there. Don't get ahead of ourselves. Okay. So she was reaching out to some creepy fucking guy. Yep. And you know that trope of like, oh, you're so pretty. I'm a photographer. Yes. You look like a model. Yeah. And- she fell for it. She fell, f- but we don't know what kind of pictures she was sending right. him. They don't really get into it. Are you going to tell them what Mama Sherry says or am I? Well, okay, let, I'll just set it up. So yeah. Mama Sherry is really here to drop the truth bombs. <laughs> yes. And she's really here to keep it real, and which I, I appreciate. Yes. But I I feel like we could round those edges a little <laughs> yeah. bit, Mama Sherry. <laughs> That's a really nice way of saying right? it. Right? All right. I, I feel like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. when you're. We could soften it up just a little bit. And evidently she had sent him a picture of her. And as much as I love my daughter, my daughter does not have the the figure for a model. Well, that got us all kind of suspicious. This is, goes back to the way I look at it, how naive Joey could be. It turned out the photographer was interested in shooting pornography. This is a scam I would have fallen for at 14. I told young Patricia, with her long hair and her McDonald's for dinner, would for sure have been like, I am pretty. (laughs) And my mother Pam, Mama Pam would have said the exact, I love my son. I love my gay McDonald's eating son. Did not have the figure for a model. (laughs) We all want to be told we're pretty. I I fell for it and got married. You know what, though? I developed a very funny personality. I no longer need to be told I'm pretty. Yeah, you just need a little bit of trauma to get a good sense of humor. You don't need, like, full on trauma because then that can go the other way but enough to where we can laugh about it and you can have a really successful podcast yeah exactly so and here we are so much but all to say 
say that Joey was just really naive. Wait, we're not going to say what Christopher says? Christopher tells us the uh, real truth, Bob, here. Yeah, yeah Christopher, mean, you're in rare form yeah, this week, girl. Yeah, Christopher, we need to have a chat. <laughs> we haven't had a chat with Christopher in a long time. I, I feel like we need to. I know. Christopher says... Speaking about the photographer, it turns out the photographer was interested in shooting pornography. <laughs> I mean, I know. Shock and surprise to no I one. Know. So then Mama Sherry tells us, like, there's a lot going on with Joey. And, like, listen, Mama Sherry definitely could round those edges, but she's like a no nonsense lady and she's not letting any shit happen to her grandkids. So she applies for temporary custody of the children. What? Tell the most important thing. What? Behind Joey's back. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, I was getting there. Well, you didn't seem like you were getting there. She says she applies for temporary custody of the children, which I told her in front of the sheriff's deputy. Yeah. Like, I love the idea that it was like... Mom, why are the cops here? Mom, you seem to know why the cops are here. Shoot, okay. Mom, why are they loading the children into your car? So, uh... Mom? I I meant to send you a text. I swear I did. Now this is weird. So what's happening now is I'm taking your kids. I mean, that's a very, like, hard, sad thing for Joey to live through. But then Mama Sherry says... Needless to say, it didn't go well. She was so angry so upset she spit and the deputy sheriff saw her and handcuffed her and took her away and i found out that night that she was pregnant with her third child and i'm pregnant yeah it didn't go great no (laughs) this is risky all of that is risky all of this online behavior was not safe but maybe have that conversation before you get the government involved i don't know i mean like if you have a kid if you have an adult child who has children and you think the kids are at risk what you have to do is get those kids out by any means necessary but i'm taking lola next like by next wednesday she will be my child she doesn't want to be with me so that's fine (laughs) but i just feel like we skipped some steps yes yeah maybe like hey if you don't Listen, I am feeling weird about this, and and I want you know these kids to be safe. I just think the I ambush think the thing might about, have been really upsetting. I think that there are services that could have been in place for Joey that could have enabled her to maybe develop the skills she didn't have to keep the kids at home. Right. You know, and Mama of, Sherry wasn't being evil. No, and she was like, I mean, yeah. I don't think Mama Sherry really wanted to raise the babies. Yeah, I think it was like a wake up call. Yeah, you know like what a scare I mean. Tactic. And yeah. she obviously wanted the kids to go back to their mom as soon as they possibly could. Of course, I wrote, I literally cannot. Yeah. <laughs> So Mama Sherry in the coming months actually buys Joey a small, modest house in Sykesville, Pennsylvania. Everyone is really excited about the fact that she's living around the Amish. Like, it's Amish country. And everybody really, I think people really feel that that's going to help calm her down. Right. I mean, sure. They have great butter. Why not? (laughs) But I know nothing about the Amish. So everything was on an upswing. But what I really like about Mama Sherry is she really does like to keep it real. She likes to yuck everyone's yum a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. she's like, it was good. They were good. But remember, she was pregnant. No, as soon as she says that, the editing of this was also savage. Because the mom goes, remember, she's carrying a baby. Smash she- cut. <laughs> Smash cut. And was- I screamed. I've never seen a cut like that. Oh, it- Where she- it cuts to, like, the bong. Yeah. Like, the time and date of the next day when something horrible happens. Oh, that was by no accident. Totally. She was like, I mean, it's good. 
but it can always go down. <laughs> Bang! I mean, it was good, but, you know, it also might turn shitty. Boom! Can we get the gay editor on this one? We need shade for days. Yeah. We're going to need shade for days in this episode. Thank you. Yeah, Jeremy comes. He's like, hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. You need hey, to bitch, edit. you need me to cut an episode, bitch? Yeah. He's like, yeah, we need the shadiest smash cut there's ever been. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> So we're at June 3rd, 2007. It's at 11 a.m. Now we're going back to the day that Joey and Alexis had their... La, 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 la. What? A little bit of Alexis. Okay. La, 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 la. So their son is named Alexis III. Yes. Now remember, they are still not living together. They are co-parenting. But the birth of Alexis III was kind of like making them happy again. And here's what I don't understand. So they're swapping the kids back and forth, living separately. That's great. But then they're also talking about getting married. Yeah. But Joey doesn't really want to because she's a... F- okay, and you have to explain this to me. Joey is apparently, according to Mama Sherry, Joey is afraid that Alexis is, wants to marry her to get custody of the kids? And I was like, but when you're married and you guys live together, don't you both have the custody of the kids? Well, I think they meant like his goal wasn't to be with her. It was to be with the kids. Oh. It wasn't because he wants to marry me. It's because uh-huh. he wants to be with the kids all the time. Still not necessarily a bad reason to marry somebody when you got a newborn and a two-year-old. I mean, I kind of <laughs> want someone to like me a little. Well, when... that's that's a tall order with you. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> At the end of June, about four weeks after the baby is born, Alexis and Joey take a trip to visit Joey's family in Maryland and Virginia. She wanted my mom to see um, the baby. It was the first time I met most of her family, outside of her immediate family. To her family, Joey seems excited about the future. She had an engagement ring and she was like, look, you know, we've set a date now. And so they have like a great visit and on the 1st, they're going to drive back to Pennsylvania. Do you know what month or did you not write it down? July? Yeah. Do you think they're paying attention? <laughs> you guys, if you are cleaning your kitchen right now, I want you to stop and give yourself a 15-second dance party. Jennifer, can we help them out? Go! I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit of la, 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 la. A little bit of Lexus. La, 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 la. <laughs> You guys, the last time we did that, and I mentioned that people are like most likely cleaning their kitchen and not really paying attention, but like 14 people in the Facebook group were like, I was shook. I was literally cleaning my As kitchen. As I was cleaning my kitchen. I hope you all took a little dance break for yourselves. Most of Joey's relatives got to meet the newest member of the family for the first time. Joey's one-month-old son, Alexis III. She liked attention, so she got to show him off, you know. Joey left her oldest daughter in Virginia with her grandmother, Sherry. When they arrive back in Pennsylvania, Joey's two-year-old daughter goes to stay with her father, Alexis, so Joey can focus on the newborn in her own new house. So they get back from vacation, and I actually thought this was really healthy. They do a fairly good job of co-parenting, sure. it seems. Yeah. And they get back, and Joey basically says to Alexis, I need some time with the baby. I'm overwhelmed. Can you take the two-year-old? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no problem. But one day, Alexis is finding that he has too much work, and Christopher says he's unable to help Joey out. Christopher! <laughs> he is not helping her. He yeah. is their dad. That's what dads do, and we share the responsibility. Christopher, are you okay? (laughs) But wait, then we also learn that on Monday, July 2nd, remember, they got home on the 1st, the kid went to stay with Alexis for a minute. This is where the episode starts to go crazy. It's like we get one minute of information about every day here. The next day, Alexis visits Joey and the baby, 
and the couple and their children have a good time together. But later that night, when Joey's bathing their newborn, tension erupts. Alexis doesn't like how Joey is dealing with the task and tells her so. She was bathing our son in a sink that was dirty, and I didn't appreciate that. I thought the sink should have been cleaned before she gave him a bath. Alexis's comment sparks a disagreement. But apparently the kitchen sink was dirty, and Alexis is mad that she's bathing the kid in the dirty sink and sort of, like, lets her know that, and it doesn't go good. Doesn't go great. Doesn't go great. She... She's not good at the constructive criticism. I see a lot of myself in Joey here. Same, same. <laughs> and while Alexis might have been right, and maybe the sink was dirty, and, I but just... But it's also, like, how dirty was it? Yeah, Is it, I like, bits like... of salad? You and... know what I mean? Is that Are we bathing the child among bits of salad? But sometimes correct can feel like a personal attack. I mean, if there's... <laughs> Why are you looking at me wide-eyed like that? No, because... If you have to tell me, then just say it to my face, Ellen. There is no faster way to piss off a parent than yeah. by critiquing their parenting skills or styles. Yeah. And also, not all conversations need to be had in that moment. We already know she's exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already know she's at her wit's end. And she's clearly suffering. Maybe she had a little bit of postpartum. Yes. Like, I don't want to put that on her. But sometimes everyone's just doing their fucking best. Right. <laughs> And, I mean, I, I genuinely feel... I know. In this moment when he's explaining it, I don't know if you felt this way, but I felt like he actually knew he was probably a little bit out of line. Yeah. And he could have held his tongue in that moment. Because when he's retelling this story, he doesn't feel great about his decision. No. And I will say this. When my mother came to visit when Daisy was a baby and I was going to give her a bath in the bathtub, my mom was like, wash her in the sink. And I was like, that's crazy. Right. She's like, no, do it. And I, I was like, you know what? Maybe this will be easier. I won't have to bend over. I washed my child in the kitchen sink and I was like... Something about this doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> Something about this feels really weird. Yeah. And that's fine. And it just probably, you know, when you log a conversation, you're like, maybe I don't have this conversation right now. Right. <laughs> maybe it can yes. wait. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. On the 4th of July, Alexis and Joey have plans to visit his grandmother and attend a local fireworks display. Alexis calls Joey and leaves messages apologizing for their disagreement, trying to make amends. But Joey doesn't respond. I was surprised when she didn't answer my calls. So I figured that, you know, I must have really just hit a nerve. The next day, Alexis calls Joey again and leaves another message expressing regret. And so he calls her that day. She doesn't answer. He calls again. He goes over and knocks on the door. <laughs> and this is where we begin to get Alexis's interview with a leaf blower in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, will you talk about something? And we're, I'm going to demonstrate what it sounds like. Just talk about anything. Okay. The way that I like to uh... cook with my air fryer is I like to... <laughs> You guys, we get the leaf blower now, and then when we cut back to him in a few minutes, it's like a full-on chainsaw. Yeah. And I just imagine, like, the on-the-ground crew is like, oh, for fuck's oh, sake. Oh, come on. Come on. Can you? <laughs> can you stop? No. We're trying to find his missing girlfriend, though. Yeah, I got these leaves. <laughs> it's, it's autumn now. When so. we were in Nashville and some guy had a leaf blower, you looked at me and you went, that's illegal in a lot of states. Yeah. <laughs> I just that? remember I that. Yes, we were waiting for a lift on this corner in East Nashville where everybody told us to go and there wasn't really much stuff there. Yeah, also everything's very slow. And also closes early Nashville. Yeah. Don't get me started. They're open from 6 to 10. Right. Did you get food between 6 and six p.m. and 10 p.m.? If you didn't, then you're hungry. But this guy with the leaf blower, he's on like the side of the road and this truck drives by with the windows open. This guy blew dirt and leaves right into the guy's passenger side window. 
Which, the guy I... the guy had to wipe his face off. Yeah, they're illegal where I'm from. <laughs> what is that, a leaf blower? <laughs> Calling the cops. <laughs> You're going to fucking jail, my man. You're going to do time. You're going to do time for that. <laughs> I'll turn it off. No, no. Too late. No, too late. Too late. Fucking the clink for you. <laughs> but I didn't know. Should have thought about that before you turn on that noisemaker. It's what you should have done. You oh, know my what? God. Alexis just cannot catch a break, you guys. <laughs> Now, Alexis is like, all right, listen, she's giving me the cold shoulder. Okay, I accept it. You guys then, get ready for five days of, like, the same thing happening over and over yeah, and over again. And he's just like, wow, she's, like, really she's mad at really me. Mad. <laughs> you can give the cold shoulder for a solid, like, four hours. Then you're like, pick up the phone. I want to talk. And then I need, like, work stuff from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, days of cold shoulder. That's last an night, effort. You guys, I woke up to pee last night at 11.35 I got a, with a text from Ellen that said, are you awake? Girl. I'm never awake at 11.35. Okay. You can save your thumbs. You okay. know what I mean? All right. If it's after 9.15, she's sleeping. I did. I had a really funny story to tell you. I know. It was really funny, wasn't it? You guys, Ellen almost 22-year-old date with him. His mother. Friday, after three days of the silent treatment, Alexis yeah. calls. It's the silent treatment. Alexis is trying. He's calling. He's swinging by. He's doing the right he's thing. He's driving by. And he calls to apologize again. He tells us about it. Now there's a chainsaw in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! As a single, unemployed mother, Joey is entitled to state aid. The baby's home health nurse is part of that assistance. The nurse tells Alexis she saw Joey's car parked in front of the house and noticed mail piling up at the front door. When she peeked into a window, the nurse saw a child seat, a diaper bag, and a handwritten note on the floor in the living room. The nurse says she left her own note and went back to her office. Now the at-home nurse comes there for her appointment and Joey isn't there, yeah. so they miss the appointment. We're told the nurse leaves her own note. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I, and I have some things to say because now you just wasted a day. Who's paying my gas money out well, here? Like the thing is, everyone's looking for her and like we're going to go through more of it, but like the one thing I want to also say is that like Alexis drives by all the time. Sometimes her car is there, sometimes it's not. Yeah, I just keep calling it the disappearing, reappearing car. I know. We also meet Joey's sister, Loretta, who's like, oh yeah, no, she's like this. Yeah. There are times she'll be so mad that if you go to knock on the door, she will just sit quietly on the other side and not answer it until she's ready to see you again. Same. <laughs> Saturday morning, on his way to a family reunion, Alexis drives past Joey's house. This time, her red car isn't there. The doors were locked, so I banged on them and looked through the windows and everything, but uh, nobody was around. The next day, Sunday, Alexis stops by again, and Joey's car is back. He knocks on the door, but nobody answers. There's still not a peep from inside the house. We're at July 7th, 9.30. Alexis drives by again. Where's he going, girl? He's on his way to a family reunion. I mean, because... These people uh, have family for days. I know, I know. That's family what, for days! So, but now the car isn't there. And he's yeah. like, wait a minute. The nurse said the car was there. Yeah. So then Saturday, he stops by again. The car is back. And then I'm like, can somebody knock the fucking door down? I know, I like, know. We're dealing I with a baby. Like, that's the other thing. Like, whether Joey wants to talk to you or not, you do have a right to know if you're 
own son is okay, Alexis. Absolutely. And I've seen the picture of the house. That door is- Cute house, by the way. Yeah, it is very cute. In the middle of Amish country. I don't know if you know or not. That door is knockdownable. It is. I'll tell you that for free. I could knock that door down with a little bit of, like, shoulder push. Here's what I think is going on. And they sort of say this eventually. I think that, like, especially knowing that she's got a home health nurse, I think that everyone is afraid that if they raise too many alarm bells, the state's going to take the kids away. Like, the kids have already been taken away once. Everyone probably thinks that she's a good mom. And this is where that overabundance of caution to protect her is, like, detrimental to the children. Right. And we just have to remember that, like, the kids don't have a say here. We got to protect the kids. But you're right. He has a right. And I feel like he's being so tiptoey. Like, uh, hey. Well, because I keep saying, like, yeah, I'm like, can someone call the cops to do a welfare check? I'm not saying the cops could kick the door down, but nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Alexis tells Joey's mother about his last stop at the house. By now, she's extremely worried. Well, where in hell is she? You know, where is Joey? In spite of their concern, neither Alexis nor Joey's family thinks it's time to call the police. She's gone off the grid before, and no one wants to overreact. And then Mama Sherry is like, well, where in the hell is she? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, Mama Sherry, I'm really trying to keep my patience with you, but that's all why we're fucking here today, Mama. We're trying to find her, and the title is called Lost Little Girl. I know, and then Alexis leaves another note apologizing again. I wrote, not worth it, my dude. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. Then we are told for two more days, Mom and Alexis keep calling. Right. Like, it's been almost a week at this point. Like, that's too long. It is way too long. So, all also, had I known all of these episodes ago, we would hear this phrase over and over. I would have made some kind of game okay. or challenge. <laughs> it's not too late. We've got like four more seasons Yeah, of this. I mean, <laughs> but they say that thing that we've heard, which is, yeah, sometimes Joey goes off the grid. I know. And like, what in the fresh Ray Gree car <laughs> bullshit is this? Yeah. Sometimes she goes, no. I know. I, I don't accept this. Especially when there are young, yep. like young newborns in On the morning of July 11th, an entire week has passed since Alexis saw his girlfriend Joey. He and the home health nurse meet at Joey's house. And the home health agency recommended calling the police to have them, you know, find a way to get in the house to check on her and make sure everything was okay. But as he looks around, he sees that mail is continuing to pile up at the front door. Alexis is now convinced it's time to get help. So they finally call the cops. I don't know what in the Breckenridge fuck took so long. <laughs> but they call the cops, and these people are all out to lunch. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, yeah, we've been waiting for you. Yes. Yeah, we actually have some news for you. And we find out that yes. overnight. This was not in the episode, but this all happened at 4 a.m. So 4 in the morning, yeah. yeah. 4 in the morning, a neighbor of Joey's calls the cops because her fucking house is up in flames. Right. Now, this was not in the episode. This was, I did some side research. It woke up the whole neighborhood. All this, the Amish? All the Amish. Yeah. This was a blast. Oh. Like, it was like, boom. Oh, my God. It wasn't like a house fire. We're going to find out more about that later. Yeah. But neighbor Terry is the only one seen on this episode, but we had lots of firsthand accounts on what happened to the house. We also meet assistant fire chief Max, and I said he is ha-ah-ot. Okay. Ha-ah-ot. You should see what he's doing with his mouth right now with the microphone. It's <laughs> Well, because I actually wrote it as three words. Ho-ah-ot uh-huh. is how I wrote it. Yeah. But in my, I know it's pronounced ha-ah-ot. Okay. That's like in the live show when you said that body yaddy yaddy though. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm talking about her ex-husband, you guys. Shocker. Although we don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> For another podcast. <laughs> so they also say that this fire was so bad it was a three alarm blaze. They try to explain to us what that is, and it just made me more confused. Yeah. You're saying it was a big fire. It was a Max. big fire. So take your we, shirt off, Max. We see the live footage of this fire. Yeah. This is my worst nightmare. Fires are the I mean, it is so scary. So the main part of the fire we are to understand, or what they thought at first, yeah. was upstairs. So they oh wait, so you did understand when they explained it? I was like, I don't. They're telling us where the fire is, and I'm not following. Oh, I don't know what a three alarm fire means. I think that just means like a really bad fire. I think fire. you're a three alarm fire. Woo! Oh, hello. I mean, I have had my fair share of firefighters, but anyway, <laughs> not worth it. But thank you for your service. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. I but, mean, not servicing me because yeah, yeah. that's never you know been top notch, but. But thank you for your service for our community. Should I stop talking now? I feel like I should stop talking because now. Because that's never been top notch. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, my God. This selfish by nature, I guess. So we find out there were two separate fires. That, that we're still we talking about that part. Okay, well, great. Well, because now they find out for sure that it was it was arson. You okay. said it a couple times. What Did I tell you that I dated a bunch of firefighters? <laughs> Do you want to go back to that? I can't believe we're still on the fire part. Okay, great. So they find a gas can upstairs, and they try and keep all the evidence intact until the fire marshal gets there. She and- just really wants you to. She wants to take you inside the fire. She really wants you. She wants you to come away having felt like you escaped the fire. You don't great job you're really you're like painting with words you know what i mean sometimes i just wish the earth was flat so i could boat off the fucking side of it just when i'm with you i'm happy uh-huh. all other times uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. no but tell them again like where the fire was if they did or did not try to contain it take it away bow bow bow, bow. <laughs> i just end it i walk out so no but this is important there were two starts of the fire why are you Okay, so they do a second sweep of the house and they're trying to find evidence and they're trying to find Joey because they're not sure if she's in there. This is really This is fucking terrible, you guys. Like, really, truly pull over. This is awful. In the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the fire marshal is a state police investigator. Upon arrival, he started taking pictures. As we were standing there, the fire chief realized that this woman just had had a baby a few months earlier. At 10 a.m. July 12th, the fire marshal called the nearby state police station to report the discovery of an infant's body in the bathtub. Alexis Brolin III was dead. And so sadly, Alexis had died in the blaze. And now we know. Well, let me just, I want to say this to like put your minds at ease because they take too long to tell us this. Yeah. It's all bad. There's nothing good about this. But the baby they were able to determine later was dead before the fire. Yeah. Anyway, moving yes. the fuck on. Right. So which now makes it a crime scene. So Alexis is finding this out in real time. Alexis, the dad. Yeah. Because what happens is Alexis calls to report Joey missing. Right. Literally as they find out that it's the body of of his baby in the bathtub upstairs. Right. So they're like, wait, you're this Alexis dude? You're going to need to come downtown. Yeah. We got some fucking questions for you. Yeah. And, and they get the, he gets there and they tell him and they everyone describes this kind of coldly. They're like, yeah, you know what? He actually was behaving appropriately. He reacted appropriately. Like, they pretty quickly... I think quickly, that does need to be said. I agree. That's a little bit callous. But they polygraph but, the guy, too. Yeah. Like, they tell him that his two-month-old baby is dead. Yeah. And then they polygraph him to see if he did it, which I understand they have to do. And Alexis is 
has like a good sport about it. Like he's like, whatever you need, whatever you need. Like I'll do whatever you need. Yeah. He gives them access to his house, to his phone records. I mean, that is a real tragedy. Like it's so sad. Joey's mom and sister in Virginia have no idea what's going on. They get a surprise visit from local police who ask them to call authorities in Pennsylvania. I said, what the hell is going on? And the detectives were told not to tell me anything. But they took it upon themselves against orders. And they said there has been an accident, a fire, and that a body was found. It's basically like the same thing as like, we'll talk about this later. And she's like, wait, no, tell me what it it is now. What? And they're like, we can't tell you. I'd be like, grab him by the scruff and say, tell me now. This poor family had to drive. Because they call, she calls the the police in Pennsylvania and they've been told not to tell her anything. And nobody will tell anyone. So now imagine Mama Sherry and Sister Loretta driving all the way to Pennsylvania, wondering what in the fresh hell has happened. They have no clue and they don't don't find out until they get to Pennsylvania. That is a form of torture that yes. I will never understand. Yes. Just put that family's mind at ease, somebody. And they find out, and Mama Sherry really, like, breaks down. Like, her facade cracks when she's yeah. telling us about all this. And then we get that thing that people say, and I know they don't mean it, but, like, could Joey have set the fire herself? Like, would she have set fire to the house? And Alexis, the husband, was like, there is no way she would have burned that house down. She loved that house. Yeah. And the kids, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, my God, can you say the kids before the truck? Like, Please. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so they do fully conclude that the fire was arson yeah. and it was for sure set in two separate places. The one thing is, like, again, they identified the baby through the DNA, but Joey's nowhere to be found. Right. And so now they're saying, like, now that we know that the baby died not in the fire, the baby died before the fire. Is it possible that the baby died of neglect or right. something? And maybe Joey set the house on fire to, like, hide that fact right. or whatever? depression was it postpartum so they're now they're just piecing everything together when was she last seen she was last seen at that argument with alexis yeah july 3rd at about midnight then a neighbor says that a neighbor is really put out by this story yeah <laughs> she was last seen walking up the sidewalk pushing a baby stroller neighbor recognized her she was passing by he tried to acknowledge her she didn't acknowledge him back um he thought it was odd that he that she didn't acknowledge him because they have spoke before He didn't pursue it anymore. This sighting was on the afternoon of July 5th. But the witness did not recall seeing a baby in the stroller says that he saw her pushing a stroller. Yeah. And he was like tried to say hi and she ignored him. (laughs) What I really remember most is that she was rude. Yeah. Didn't say hi back. Also it was July 5th. (laughs) I just want to say too when we see the reenactment of this moment we only see his hand waving and her literally turning her back on the (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But also like he says that she was pushing a baby stroller but he didn't notice a baby in the stroller. Right. Which is not the same as saying, I noticed there wasn't a baby in the stroller. Yeah. I need a little more clarity. Maybe you could talk about it for 20 minutes. Okay. So... It's cute when you try to comfort me so hard. It uh-huh. just doesn't go your way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bet they laughed. Do you think? I think they laughed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the silence is deafening from my end. Wait, what was the joke of the live show that I tried? Oh, I was telling them about the Bob Marshall wilderness. I was like, you guys hear my hilarious oh, right. joke. And it was, it was like, ding. <laughs> you Pin fucking <laughs> drop. He told the joke and yeah. it did not kill. No. It did not. It sank like the fucking Titanic. And we were at our first ever comedy club. Did you feel like 
we were a little raunchier than usual because we were at a comedy club. No, were I we? I felt like we were. We went a little farther than we normally would have because we were at like a real comedy club. Bob Saget was coming in the next. We night. were opening. We for opened Bob for Bob Saget. You guys. I honestly think it was probably my pheromones because I wasn't wearing underwear, <laughs> and you were probably really like uh-huh. affected by that. No, I'm not. There's nothing about your sexuality that affects me in any way. I think you're pretty, and I want to be around you because you can sing high. He's okay. He's I want to be around you because you can sing high. That's the only reason gay people like you. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Will you guys DM me? Thank you. Inside Joey's house, detectives also find Joey's purse and her driver's license, but no car keys. A large package of raw hamburger meat on Joey's kitchen table ends up providing the most useful clues yet. Through entomology, looking at the maggots, we were able to date back approximately when that hamburger was put there approximately July 3rd to July 5th, around the time that Joey was last seen by Mr. Brown and the last time seen by a neighbor. So how many episodes have we covered? 600? <laughs> no. What are we on? I don't even this know. This is year 29 of this, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, this might be one of the craziest detective moments yeah. I have ever come across. The hamburger meat? Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> I gotta say, I might actually get up and leave for this part. This, this is so okay, disgusting. The, the visual is disgusting. Yeah. I hate all things bugs, but let me tell you what they do. That's pretty brilliant. Uh, so I'm gonna refute you on this, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't see that going that way, but you know, by all means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So somehow we don't know how hamburger meat was left out on the counter, and I hate you guys, this visual, and I even hate this word. They say that, like, by the time they got into the house, the hamburger meat was so rotten that it was crawling with maggots. But and they show us it. They show. Like, they had to recreate. I that. don't think it that is, was necessary. It was. So, I'm going to send a tweet. To it. I'm going to send a tweet. Yeah, really not do. necessary. Please tweet to them about something that happened eight years ago, Ellen. <laughs> this episode dropped in 1986. Okay. Well, okay. you bring up everything from our past and yeah. hold it against me. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a list too. I'm just Great. saving that. Okay. Perfect. But they were able to discern the date that the hamburger meat was put on the counter. They were able to tell by how far advanced the maggots had grown. I said they you used think some... that was good detective well, work? They used something called entomology to determine that it was put there sometime between the 3rd and the 5th of July. When we're dealing with a window of time that's only seven days, if you can't like pinpoint something any closer than within a two and a half day range, I'm not that impressed. They were analyzing the life expectancy of a maggot. <laughs> that is interesting. That's what they did. That's yeah. how they came up with the date. But it also doesn't matter. It's like this was either the 3rd or the 5th of July. And they don't, like, no one called the cops until the 11th or the 12th. Like, who cares when the hamburger meat was left there? Hmm. What was the last What was the last crime you solved? <laughs> okay, wow. Anyway, Ooh. also on the front porch was the letters that Alexis had left for Joey. And this and, is important. And, yeah. yeah, so these letters and the phone calls, they corroborate all parts of Alexis's exactly. story. Neighbors also saw him coming and going from the house. So they were like, I don't think he's a suspect. Everything he has told us has proven to be true. So next they're like, can we talk about that disappearing, reappearing car again? Next, police turn their attention to finding Joey's red Saturn coupe. The car was important because that was Joey's only means of transportation. Through the interviews, we were able to conclude that the car was last seen at the house on July 12th at 3 a.m. in the morning which was uh, very important because uh, the fire was reported at approximately 4 a.m. 
that morning. And the car is gone. So the car is not there. And they say the car was last seen at the house on the 12th of July at 3 a.m., which is interesting because the fire was started at 4 a.m. But I said that also means that she lived in the house with those maggots for seven fucking days. Maggots are flies, right? I don't know. That's just going to be crawling in and out of your eyes when you're dead. I I will be cremated. Don't you know it? Yeah. I'm not sitting in the fucking disgusting mud ground. Are you You, kidding me? Someone's going to put me six feet under like hell. You're putting me in an oven. I got to tell you guys, I'm not trying to push you to the Patreon, but in the Dirty John episode Uh, we just covered, this is real. This is not a reenactment. We watched Deborah Newell like shove John Meehan's body into the incinerator. Good for you. She recorded that shit. Yeah, babe. Put that on your Instagram. (laughs) See how many views that shit gets. Absolutely. I am not going in the ground. No. If anyone puts wants to put me in the ground, you tell them from here. I do not want to be put in the ground. Could you cremate her, please? Patrick, we're not even sure she said no cremate her. (laughs) She wants to be burned. No, she's got a cold. I think you should still cremate her. So they, you know, they do all the things. There's no activity on her bank account or her phone line after she was last seen on the 5th. Then they're like, they're like, maybe she went into the shelter system. Apparently she's familiar with that, but that didn't really pan out. This also really made me sad. They said that they didn't have a lot of people to turn to because she didn't have a lot of friends. But she was also new to the area. Like, remember the mom just bought that house for her like just a little while ago. Yeah. So that's okay. But she didn't have any like, you know, that's probably why she was like reaching out to people. Well, meanwhile, Alexis is going to a family reunion every other Tuesday. But beyond her family. If you wouldn't have interrupted me, you would have heard the rest of my sentence. (laughs) And the rest of my sentence said Mm -hmm. she didn't have a lot of friends beyond her family. Great. So maybe that's a lesson in letting me finish my goddamn sentence. Can I ask you a question? A real question? Yeah. How many places did the fire start in the house? (laughs) Like how many places? Do we, do you know, do you remember? I am trying to give as many details so people oh. don't say on the iTunes that we go off on tangents. Because you know it hurts my baby feelings. <laughs> what? When people say mean things about Why us. Why are you still reading the reports? Moths to a flame. Oh I can't help God. it. Oh, my God. On July 15th, the uh, State College Police Department called us and advised us that they had found Joey's car at the Nittany Garden Apartments. The Nittany Garden Apartment Complex is no random location. It's the same complex that Joey moved into with Alexis Brolin shortly after they met in 2003. We asked them at that point just to observe the vehicle, see who got in and out of the vehicle. Nobody did. Nobody touched the vehicle, got near it. Everyone, they found the car. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing that's so weird about this is that, like, it's not close to where she lives now. And also, like, it's very specific to her life and her story. Mm -hmm. Very nostalgic. Yeah. So whoever drove that car either had to have known. Intimate knowledge of their life, for sure. Like, it was probably her, right? I think so. I mean, like, who else could have done that and why? I mean, if she had a break of some sort, maybe she was just going back to a happier, simpler time. Yeah. I don't I can't put myself in her mindset, but it seemed like a bit of nostalgia, right? Yeah, and they put like officers on the car like to observe it to see who comes for it. Nobody yeah. ever nope, does. Yeah. And a neighbor said it had been there for about three days before they found it. The only other thing to say that maybe it wasn't her is that the position of the driver's seat, like this is where we get 25 minutes of the family saying what a shitty driver she was. <laughs> I mean, like they they pretty much all corroborated the fact that, like, <laughs> listen, we we love Joey. Yeah. 
<laughs> bitch couldn't drive. No. She couldn't stay in the lines. And every we get 27 yeah. people being like, no, 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 no. That was my she, sister. No, she couldn't park straight. No. She couldn't stand up. Mama Sherry is here to dispel any myths that yeah. she could have driven that because she's like, no, my daughter couldn't drive. She, she said she was a lousy driver. Lousy. And the thing is, the car is backed into the parking space. No. Which, <laughs> I got to say, is it not an easy move? No. Parallel parking and backing into a space? I'm not doing that. Especially in 2007, they didn't have those backup cameras. Totally. What did we do before those? We just played bumper cars like, boom, 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 and I'm in. I know. The other thing after the car was processed, first of all, there was no blood, no fluids, no fingerprints, no suspicious fingerprints anyway in the car. But also, Joey was only 5'1". Yeah. And the driver's seat, this really doesn't mean anything, but the driver's seat was pushed back to where she never could have reached the pedals. I mean, it's like anybody could have done that. Yeah. Like, any of the cops could have done it, yeah. not remembered, or not yeah. said that they did it, or whatever. Like, it had to have been her, yeah. right? I mean, I we they talk about what a bad driver is for about eight minutes. Like, <laughs> we get I, it. I FaceTime Ellen today. She goes, ooh, did you get to the part where she's a bad driver? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they just go off for so long. So, you know, the cops are saying as we're getting to the end, like, everyone is still a person of interest. And then it turns out, remember when Alexis went in for his, like, that night they told him that his son was dead and then they asked to give him a polygraph? Turns out he failed that polygraph. Right. Shocking. He yeah. failed the polygraph on the night, the minute after you told him his son was dead. I totally agree. They go on and on about how he used to return every call and he used to let them into his house and give all the records. Now he's no longer as cooperative because he doesn't want to take another fucking polygraph test. Yeah, and I'm Stop like... Stop saying not cooperative. He did not do this. And he is clear. <laughs> He is absolutely, he's not even a person of interest. No. That's where it ends, but there's a lot of talk of this case oh, online. Really? Yeah. Do people think she's out there? No. A lot of people think that she probably lit the house on fire and died by suicide. Like because, somewhere else? Yeah. Because here's the thing. The argument with Alexis was over bathing in the sink, right? Yeah. And the baby was found in the tub. Uh, so what is that correlation? Maybe yeah. she did take the baby up to the tub. Something happened. She had an episode. Episode, but that's what a lot of people say online. There's a lot of theories on the baby in the stroller, if she was pushing the stroller, if the baby had been passed for several days and she was coming and going. So oh. there is a lot. But there is a $25,000 reward for any information about Joey's disappearance. And in June of 2016, Joey was declared legally dead. Oh, God. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not great. And it's really, really confusing. You know, and Mama Sherry was just like... Someone out there knows. Yeah. Someone tell us. Yeah, somebody you know, knows. Yeah, so say something funny. You're really good at explaining how fires. You know what I mean? I'm glad we gave you the floor for 15 full minutes to explain how many places the fire started. <laughs> 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 not singing with you today. We love you guys. We Come love see you. us on tour, you guys. We are coming to cities all over the U.S. Get your tickets at disappearedpod.com. Click on the CS Live link. Some cities are selling out. I think Seattle sold out. LA's getting close. Denver's getting close. Come and see us. We are coming to your city. Denver, Seattle, D.C., Philly, L.A., Seattle, San Francisco. You said Seattle twice, but we can go there <laughs> twice. They have legal weed. Also, my God. Also, join us on the Patreon, you guys. Every month you get three full ad-free bonus episodes. We've got episodes from Evil Lives Here and what are the other ones? See No Evil. Yeah. What and was the snapped. other one? And Snapped. Oh my God, you guys. So much true crime TV. What 
What else, girl? What else also, the trivia. Don't yes. forget, by the time you hear this, we have already played trivia for the month, but we have so much fun. We love playing with you. We love laughing. Have a drink. Come and hang out with us. Also, you can join us on the Close Friends Circle. We put tons of bonus content out there. That's mostly. Instagram. Tell them it's Instagram. It's on Instagram. Close Friends on Instagram. And that is usually just us being idiots. <laughs> All right. We love you we guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Take 15 minutes. Like, we're really refresh them. Okay. Ellen, how many places was the fire set in? Are you going to shut up anytime, Zim? <laughs> Do you want me to take the rest of this episode? Because you're it's not going great on your end of okay. the microphone. Great. Okay, great. Great. Now that he's gone. <laughs> Can you imagine? In the fall of 2000. 2000- you okay? <laughs> All right. How are you there, babe? You good? Can I make you a snack? Are you hungry? Yeah. Okay. We're looking for those buffalo wings still. If you guys are on the Instagram, you'll know what we're talking about. Okay. I absolutely yeah. support the dis- I mean, she was she was she she was Wait. She was Okay. Wow. <laughs> now who's not okay? I know. She was showing signs. This Sorry, we don't mean to tell you how to do your job. You're so good at this, Jennifer. Sorry. You know what we mean, Jennifer. You're yeah. the best. Don't take that tone with Jennifer. Don't you don't infringe on me and Jennifer's time. Oh, okay. Jennifer, text me later. <laughs> oh my god, use that all for the outtakes. Again, I'm not telling you how to do your job. <laughs> 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 <laughs>